Man, I tell you, I, I, anybody have a rough week this week? Just raise your hand, rough week. Well, good. I wasn't the only one, amen? You know, I found this out that when, when you're doing right, you become a target. When you're doing right, when you're doing right, uh, when you're doing what you're supposed to do, Satan's going to come against you. He's going to do everything he can. So, with that being said, if all hell's breaking loose, that means you're touching heaven. Amen? And God's up to something. And I believe God's up to something in this place. He has been answering prayers like crazy for me. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not even going to try to hide the fact or try to mask my motivation. I, I, I came today to ask you to give. I came today to uh, try to motivate you and inspire you to uh, start giving. If you haven't been giving your tithes, start tithing. Start being obedient to God in your tithing so you will find a blessing and not be cursed. There's too many of us living under a curse because we're not being obedient to God's Word. And if you're not tithing, I wanted to come today and motivate you to tithe. And if you are tithing, I wanted to motivate you to go beyond that and give out of love so we could see people hear the gospel. And, and this is what Missions Month is all about. This is about us finding a way, and, and not finding a way, but praying that God would give us the ability to reach others with the gospel. I've asked you all month long, I said, pray. You remember, how many of y'all remember the very, first, the very first Sunday when Brother Chris gave his testimony and, and how God will provide a miracle so you'll be able to give? How many of y'all remember that? Well, this week... This week, I've been praying, and, and you can't even come up here. And, and Johnny, where are you at? Johnny, Johnny's in the house. Johnny's out smoking cigarettes. There he is. Come on. Get on up here. Get a mic or something. And, uh, and I, I, was, I was praying this week. I said, God, uh, we don't have it, and I want to give it. We, we, me and Tammy's come up with a, uh, uh, with a number we'd like to do. We wanted to give a, a proclaimer for each member of our family. That's six proclaimers. And I said, Lord, I really don't have it. And Lord, would you please provide it for me? The very next day, y'all hear what I just said? The very next day, I, I teach for a, an organization. I teach a, as a consultant, a church consultant in an organization that helps other churches. I'm teaching about 14 other churches. And, and, and in that organization, the churches, churches pay and go to these classes that we teach. And, and one church just happened to that day come in and say, we want to pay five months ahead of time. So the five months ahead of time uh, uh, gave us the ability to buy the proclaimers that we wanted to buy. And I, yeah, y'all should already be shouting right there. Y'all missed a good place to shout right there. And, and, and I said, well, Lord, we didn't ask for enough. I told Tammy, I said, let's, let's, go, for, let's go for 10. Let's go for 10. And she wasn't near as faithful as I was on that point. But I said, if God gave us this, he can give us more. If God don't give it to us, we won't give it. But if God gives it to us, let's try for 10. She's all right, so we pray for 10. The very next that organization called us and said, Preacher, we've been, we've been deducting too much out of your, out of your, your salary for this company. Uh, we're going to back pay you all that that you did that you missed through that period of time. What are you saying? God answers prayer. So we, 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 we're going to be able to do what we wanted to do because God provided it. God met the need. Brother, brother uh, Johnny, real quick. i got to preach now, so real quick. Uh, about a year ago, not quite a year, we lost our job and uh, found another job. Lord blessed us. And, but the money's been tight around our house. And uh, 
I had a number in my mind I wanted to give, and I knew I didn't have the money. And then, as the preacher said, God will give more through you than he'll give to you. So we had a situation. We had to sell something. And uh, I said, Lord, I said, you, sell, you help us sell this. And I said, this number, this is what we're going to do. And last week, I sold it to somebody. It was a trailer that my grandma lived in. A lot of memories in this house. Sold it to somebody. I was scared to death. I was going to sell it to somebody that didn't care nothing about it. I sold it to a little 19-year-old girl that was in hog heaven because she found her place that she could live. So she's going to be able to live in a place that she is so excited about getting. She's more excited about getting this trailer than I was about selling. And then I thought that God provided a way. I had made up that number, and God said, here, I'm going to bless you and give you that, just like that. Put it in the shopper's guide for two weeks, and boom, it was sold to the third person that come did it. And that was God that provided the way to, to help these Matilli people. And I'm excited what God can do. Amen. Amen. Can I preach? No. Okay. <laughs> wow, look at that. <laughs> Appreciate all that support, everybody. I guess because y'all saw me on the screen way too much. Y'all don't want to see me anymore. Um, one, one thing uh, for us is uh, Preacher made the comment when we were talking about it um, even before we had Missions Month. You know, everybody can buy one. Everybody can buy one. And I said, I'm going to buy one. I'm going to do that. And, uh, and so we've been trying to sell our car, uh, wanting to cut the payment, uh, wanting to get debt-free. I think that's, that's a good thing. Amen. Um, but we wanted to cut our payment, and I said, you know what? You know, we'll sell this car, put the, the difference, because we had, a, had some money there we make, and I'll make that as a down payment on the other car. We'll get that thing paid off. And um, when I got that check, I thought, you know what? Here's my one. I got my one. And uh, God had different plans. Um, and, uh, and God told me, you need to give it all. And, uh, and I believe God sold my, my, my SUV so I could see that, you know what, I can give you more than what you thought you could have. Mm-hmm. And second of all, I know God's going to be faithful in that. Yeah. I know that the vehicle that I'm, I'm, I'm looking at getting, it's going to be more than what I asked for, and I know that God's going to bless that. But just my thing was is that, again, God will give more through you than he will to you. And, uh, and I'm, I'll say this, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited about giving something that I thought was mine, and I'm excited about giving it back. So God really has truly blessed that. Give God praise right there. All right. You know what? You know what to me was the most exciting thing? It, it wasn't necessarily that we're going to be able to buy proclaimers. It wasn't necessarily that, that, that people are going to go hear the gospel because of the proclaimers we buy. It was because my kids got to see God do a miracle. And it was legitimate and it was real. The reason that they lost a whole generation, the Bible said a whole generation knew not the Lord, neither the deeds that he had done with Joshua, because they didn't see that. Church, we need our children to be seeing God do things for you. So they'll believe. Say amen. Let's look at this verse and I'll let you sit down. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number, let's look at verse number 33. One verse and I'll let you sit down. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Let's read it all together. Let's all read in concert. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray that you'll please help me. Now, I I don't know what in the world that you want me to do right now. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll speak to my heart. I pray that I will not say anything that is outside of your will. I pray that, Lord, I won't forget anything that I need to say. 
Lord, I'm praying right now that my folks are praying for me because I really need your anointing. I really need your touch right now. I need direction and guidance. Father, I pray your will be done. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Missions Month. We have, a, we have a global impact card that I want you to take home with you and pray over this week. I want you to take this home and pray over Don't fill nothing out this week, but I want you to pray. God, what do you want me to do? You're supposed to have been praying all month. God, what do you want me to do? But especially this week, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to give toward missions to see people saved? And I want you to, next, next week, I'll, I'll tell you what we're going to do with that, but just take it home and pray about it. I really came, I really came, and I was working from the beginning of the week to the end of the week, praying and, and, and studying and preparing, and I wanted, I wanted to motivate you to give. I, but I wanted to motivate you to give toward missions. I wanted to motivate you to, uh, to give scripturally according to what God says we ought to give, and I think we ought to. I think we should obey the Bible, amen? I mean, if, 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 if God says, uh, thou shalt not lie, I don't think we need to lie. And if, if God says, thou shalt not steal, I, I don't think we need to steal. And, and so everything lines up, and we should do what the Bible says to do. But God, he, he got a little more serious than what I was going to get. And, and, and God has a way of doing that. And I, I foresee, I don't know whether God is allowing this service to be a little bit more sober. It doesn't need to be emotional. We don't need to give because of emotions. And sometimes I think, I think we, we get caught up with that. I do. I mean, I, 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 see a, I see a little kid and I want to give him all that's in my wallet, which ain't much. But I, I just do. I get caught up in the emotional deal. But I found out something, Brother Travis. Emotions don't last. And usually if I'm giving because of emotion, the giving stops when the emotion goes away. And God does not say to give because of emotion. He doesn't say to give because we have to. He said uh, we should give cheerfully. And but God's asking for a little more today. I was reading, I was reading this verse over and over and over again, and, and boy, God began to impress upon my heart. He began to impress upon my heart. God has a proposal for His people. You notice throughout the Bible, He said, if my people, which are called by my name. There's an if. That word is, is so, it's so small, but it has such a big, a big understanding. God always gives proposals to His people. God will never force you to do anything. He said, come now, Isaiah chapter 1, come now, let us reason together. Let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. God is saying, I want to reason with you. I want, I want you to understand some things. And all through the Bible, all through the Bible, you find the Creator trying to reason and trying to propose His plan and His idea, <coughs> His thought press upon His creation. And we find all through the Bible His creation rebelling and turning their back on the Creator. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. I want you to see two points today. His proposal and His promise. His proposal and His promise. What is His proposal? It's, I, 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 it says seek ye first. 
God is asking you to prioritize some things in your life. This is going to be a heartbeat, heart attack, serious message, so you've got to stay with me. God wants you to prioritize some things in your life. Seek ye first. Seek ye first. Is God first place in your life? I looked up the word first in Webster's Dictionary. The word first means preceding all others in time, order, or importance. Do you get that? Preceding all others in time, order, or importance. Do you realize what God is saying here? He says, I don't want an important part of your life. I want to be your life. I do not want to be a part of your agenda. I want to be your agenda. The Bible says, ye shall have no other gods before me. It is all about position. It is all about where we place God in our life. Do you realize anything that takes place or takes position before God is an idol? Our jobs can be an idol. Our children can be an idol. Our passions can be an idol. Our hobbies can be an idol. And God said, I will have no other gods before me. I want to be first. I want to be primary. I want to be priority in your life. And God is saying, I want you to put me first. I went all the way back to Genesis chapter number 1. In the beginning, God. Guess who came first? God was here before there was anything. God was here before there was a mountain. God was here before there was an angel. God was here before there was a river. God was here before there was ever anything that there was. Listen, He came out of nothing. He took nothing and made something. He created you and me, dug us out of the dust of the ground, and breathed into our nostrils the breath of life, and we became a living soul. And all of a sudden, we think we know better than Him, and we no longer put Him first in our life. And from the beginning of time... God has wanted to be first. God has wanted to be primary. God has wanted to be preceding all others in time, order, or importance. He said, put me first. What is the great commandment? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind. Put Him first. God is saying it's not enough for them to give tithes. It's not enough. It's not enough for them to give tithes. It's not enough for them to give a missions offering. You can do that and not, be, not put God first. But I guarantee you this, you can't put God first and not give that. So God is not as, ne- he is not as much interested in your tithe and your love offering as much as He is in you. Do you realize that He said, I want you, Abraham, I want you to go give your son. I want you to go give me back your son that I gave you. I want you to go sacrifice Isaac. And do you realize that Abraham took and bound Isaac and was just about to give him to God? But listen, it wasn't that God wanted Isaac. He was wanting Abraham. God does not want your tithes because He needs your money. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills, but He wants to know He has your heart. For where a man's treasure is, there will your heart be also. And God is saying, I want to be first place. 
what could happen in our country, what could happen in our city, what could happen in our communities if Christians would band together and say from now on, God is going to come first. Not my job, not my family, not my career, not my hobbies, not my passions, but I'm going to put God first in my life. I'm going to put God first. He's saying prioritize some things. Prioritize some things. Put me first. Then he wants us to pursue. Seek. Seek. Do you realize? Look what he says in verse number. Verse number 25. I told you it's going to get tight this morning, so just bear with me. Therefore I say unto you, verse 25. Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body. What ye shall put on is not life more than meat, and the body than raiment. Behold, the fowls of the air, they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into the barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they spin. Uh, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass in the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast in the ovens, shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? Wherefore, take no thought, saying, What we shall eat, or what we shall drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed. For all these things do the Gentiles seek. To chase after. To pursue. Do you realize that we are all in pursuit of something? All of mankind is in pursuit of something. Some are spending their life wide open, running, chasing after fame. Some are chasing after popularity. Some are chasing after wealth. They'll kill, lie, destroy just to gain wealth because that is their God. That is what's most important in their life. And they're seeking that and they're chasing that and they're doing everything they can to find that. Some are doing everything they can seeking survival. Not, not, not trying to get rich. They're chasing and running as hard as they can do and, and sweating as much as they can and begging and pleading and working and, and, and stretching it out to the max just to pay the light bill. See, it's not all about trophies. It's not always about fame and popularity. Some of us are just, just trying to keep our head above water. Am I, am I preaching to anybody today? And you know what God is saying here? You know what God is saying here? You're, 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 you're running yourself crazy. You're working yourself to the bone just to try to keep your head above water. And you're wondering why you can't make ends meet. Because you're chasing the wrong thing. You say, oh, but God wants to... Look what He said. Don't worry about your food. Don't worry about your raiment. Don't worry about your shelter. Don't worry about these things. God knows you need these things. He said, quit chasing after that and start chasing after me. If you will start seeking me, if you will start chasing me, if you will start pursuing me, if you'll start coming after me, if you will start looking toward me, if I'm the first thing you think about when you wake up and the last thing you think about when you go to bed, if you'll put my will and my purpose first in your life, I promise you, you'll never lack none of these things. Give him praise. Give him praise. The Bible says in Psalms, 
The Bible says in Psalm 63, Oh God, oh God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. My, in verse 8 it says this, this is great. My soul followeth hard after thee. And that word followeth hard is together in the Hebrew. And it means to chase. It means to follow. It means to catch by pursuit. I wonder how many of us are pursuing God so hard that we're sweating. We're pursuing God so hard that we're thirsty for Him and we're hungry for Him. And all we want to do when we come into this house is feel His presence and be around the God who loves you and saves you. Or did you come to have church this morning? Put me first. Chase me a little while. Quit chasing them hobbies. Quit chasing them idols. Quit chasing survival. Chase me. Chase me. Seek me. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 13, And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all of your heart. It's kind of like, it's kind of like chasing an animal. Going through the woods and you see an armadillo and it's running. And you're chasing and chasing and chasing. And Dad said, what you going to do if you catch it? What you going to do if you catch God? His presence was so real last week. You know one thing David said, I want to go to church. Not so we can have church. Not so I can sing my song. Not so I can have my preference. I want to go to church to be in your presence. There's, there's some folks in this room right now who need to get right with God because church ain't about what it's supposed to be about. It ain't about exercising your gift or experiencing your preference. It's about meeting in His presence. There's three things, Brother Travis, in this verse that he says we're to seek. And the first thing is His presence. He says, early will I seek thee. Early will I seek thee. I, I just want to be with you. Do you realize Moses, when they were going through the wilderness to the, to the promised land and, and the people kept messing up and, and God said, you go ahead, I ain't going. And Moses said this, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, if you don't go, I don't want to go. If your presence goeth not with us, then I don't want to go. I don't want to go. David, when he messed up and he sinned with Bathsheba, one of the biggest requests that he had, listen, it wasn't just forgiveness. He said, please don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Remove me not from your presence. Because David knew what it felt like to be in the presence of God. Do you know what that, 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 that young man that come off of that bus this morning was saying? He had never experienced anything like it because he had never been in the presence of God. Last week he said, I was in his presence. Some of y'all in here don't know it, but it broke loose in the second service last week. And God began to move. God's presence was felt. Are you seeking his presence? Or are you seeking religion? Are you seeking, are you seeking his presence? Or are you seeking religion? Are you seeking a feel-good experience because we're doing it like you want it done? So many people left this church because it wasn't their preference, Brother Donnie, and went to a dead church that did it the way they wanted, but now there's no presence. 
Listen, are we seeking His hand or are we seeking His face? Do we want Him for what He can do for us or do we want Him for who He is? Do all we care about is the gifts or are we in love with the giver? He says, chase me. Chase me. My soul followeth hard after thee. I want to be in his presence. Paul said it this way, oh, that I might know him. I just want to know him better. I want to know him more. I want to know him in the fellowship of his sufferings and the power of his resurrection. I just want to know him. Job said it this way, oh, that I might find him. Oh, that I might find him. Did we come to church today to find him? Did we come to church today to seek him? Did we come today to give him priority in our life and make him first place in our life? Because I'm, t- I'm telling you, God's tired of leftovers. He wants to be first. He not only said, seek and pursue and chase my presence. But he said, not only did I seek your, your presence in that, same, in that same verse, he said, early will I seek thee, thy presence. And it says, to see thy power and thy glory as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. We need to pursue his power. We need to pursue not only his presence, but we need to pursue his power. Some of y'all have never seen God do anything for you. Because you have never asked for it. I've got a guy right now that I'm witnessing to. And he, he claims not to believe in God. He claims not to believe in God. He claims that there is no God. Well, they were arguing over a panther at the coon club the other day. You ever seen a black panther? No, I don't believe there's one. Well, I seen one. Well, I didn't see one. You didn't see one. Hey, I saw one. And here it goes. Well, the one fellow said, I don't believe there's one. I never saw it. He said, well, you believe in God and you ain't never saw him. Boy, I wish I was there. I said, you know what? I saw God in my dad because my dad was a mean, hell-bound alcoholic that wanted to fight every day. And one moment of time, God moved into his life and changed it forever. Yeah, I saw God. I saw God that, that, that night when my sister was burning up with a fever. I saw God that night when I was a little old bitty kid. I was a little old bitty kid, and my dad said, come in, we got to pray. We got to pray. We couldn't afford to go. The doctor didn't have any medicine. She was burning up with a fever, and he put my, my little brother down, and then put me down, and then put my mom, and then he got down. My little brother prayed, then I prayed, then my mama prayed, then my daddy prayed, and the fever was broke by the time we say amen. I've seen God. I've seen God. I've seen God answer prayer that would make the hair stand up on your neck. I've seen God move. I've seen Him. I've seen Him. I've seen God this week when we prayed and said, God, give us that proclaimer money. God, give us that proclaimer money. And the next day, God says, here it is. Is there anything else? Yes, sir, God, we want to do more than that. Will you allow us to do more than that? The very next day, said, we don't know what happened. We've been deducting too much. We want to pay you back all this stuff. I'm telling you, I've seen God. I want, to, I want to see more. I want to see, I want to see miracles. 
I want to see God do more. Listen, the problem with most churches today, there's never been power in the house. They've never seen lives change. They've never seen God do miracles, and that's why they're dead. And God is saying, seek me. I want to answer prayer. I want to show you my power. Do you realize God is up in heaven just dying to reveal himself and show himself strong on behalf of those that are seeking him, but nobody's seeking him? He's saying, chase me. Chase me. You're chasing money and you're chasing wealth and you're chasing fame. You're just trying to survive. Chase me and I will make sure you have all that stuff. Seek me first. And what does it say? And all these things. What? Survival. Put him first. God wants us to seek his presence and seek his power. God wants us to seek his purpose. He said, I want to see your power and your Glory. Say it with me. Glory. Glory. You say, what does that have to do with purpose? Do you realize that everything we do... Let me, let me read it. Let me read it. Let me read it because you, you, you think I'm making this up. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Whether, therefore, you eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. You know what that says, Brother Travis? That says this, everything you do in your life, you're supposed to make God look good. When you go to work, you're supposed to make God look good. When you go to school, you're supposed to make God look good. When you go, when you go home, you're supposed to make God look good. Everything we do, we're supposed to glorify God, and that means to exalt, make Him look good. That's why God allow you to experience things at work, at home, at the school, at wherever, because they're going to watch you. And listen, when a tragedy strikes in your house or in your home, they're going to see and watch what you do. Are you going to do like Job and say, The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. Did you make God look good in the last promise, in the last problem you had to conquer? Did you make God look good in the last valley you had to go through? Did you make God look good in the, in the last blessing you received? Or did you take credit for it? Are you pursuing His glory? I promise you this, folks in this room, your life will be changed forever and ever and ever if you'll please get what I'm trying to give you today. If you'll determine today the rest of your life, I'm going to seek God. All this stuff we want and we're trying to kill ourselves to get, God's going to just give it to us. It's just going to be there. I didn't beg, plead, or bark. Brother, Brother Swan, I was trying to think of extra stuff I can do. I was. I was... <laughs> I was trying to think of extra stuff I could do to get this, get this money for these, these proclaimers. And God said, you ain't got to do it. I'll just give it to you. But you got to ask me. I was. I was saying, well, maybe I can help somebody pain or maybe I can do this. God just said, if you just ask me and then brag about it. Amen. So guess what? I'm going to brag about it. Amen. Yeah. You know why? Because that gives God glory. I went down the hallway. I went down the hallway of, of the office. Everybody, did you guess what just happened? You ain't going to believe what just happened. I'm telling you, you ain't going to believe what just happened. And I told them all. I called people. You know who, 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 who was getting credit? God. Look what God did. I gathered all my children in, in the house. And I got a whole litter. I got a bunch of them. 
I got them all in my house. I said, let me tell you what God did. Let me show you. You remember what we was praying for? You remember what we was praying Look here, check this out. And you remember when we asked for more, if God let us get more? Check this out. Guess what happened today? Okay, Dad. Hey, you got to run what you brung. Amen? It's just, hey, it is what it is. But you know what? In their heart, they seen God do something. What's your kids seeing? Let's just get personal today, guys. We are on the verge of God doing something incredibly miraculous in this place. But it ain't going to happen unless we put him first. And if we put him first, it will blow our minds what God's going to do in this place. It's promised. I'll close with this. God will never propose something to you without a good end at the end. God will never ask you to give up something that He is not prepared to abundantly give you a whole lot more than what you gave up. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things. And his righteousness. Thanks, Pop. I missed that one. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his... And what? All of these things shall be added unto you. You know what I did? I just sought to please God, and God made sure I had that money. I just wanted to help the Matilli people. And God said, okay, here it is. Travis, I, they won't believe it, but I wanted to give you $500 one time. And it's a long time ago. This is back when I was, I, I think it was, we, we was in a little building. I'm going to pray for that again. Amen. That's why, that's why he ain't got no more. Amen. Right there. I went down, I went down to Florida. I went down to Florida and, 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 and preached at, at Brother McCormick's. I was going for a, 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 a family reunion, and I stopped by on the way down and, and, uh, and uh, preached, and, and, and guess what? Guess what their offering was? Guess what their offering was? Wrong. It's 400. I said, all right, Lord, I don't know if your calculator's working, but I need 500. And you know what? got home, I said, well, I guess he's going to have to live before. <laughs> and right before I left to come home, my Uncle Wayne come up to me, slid something in my pocket. He said, I love you, boy. And it was two $100 bills. Amen. said, you give Travis six? Nope, gave him five and came home on a hundred. Amen. <laughs> Why'd you do that? Because he said, my cup runneth over. Amen. He got the cup, I got the saucer. Hallelujah. You mean to tell me God will bless like that? Are you kidding me? He's wanting, he's dying to bless like that. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, and all these things shall be added unto you. Watch this, Proverbs 3, 9. Proverbs 3, 9, if we'll put God first. 
Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the first fruits of all thine increase, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Listen, Malachi 3.10, Bring ye the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me. He said, Try me. Herein saith the Lord of hosts, If I will not open you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Do you really believe that? If, if, I can't, if I can't believe this, then I don't need to believe John 3.16. It's God's Word. Listen, I got another one. Luke 6.38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. In my all-time favorite. Over there in the prophets in 1 Kings chapter 17, there was a prophet named Elijah. And they was in a recession. The housing market tanked. Food prices was out of this world. They couldn't afford gas for the chariots. Say amen. It was a bad, bad time. I'm talking about people were starving. And Elijah said, go, go see a widow. It says, and he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Now, there's a drought going on, y'all. Imagine that, a man of God asking a widow for water during drought time. Ain't God a funny? Y'all don't, don't see it, but I, I see it, because... We can ask for uh, money for material people. Well, I just don't have money. If God will ask water from a widow, now watch. And as she was going forth to fetch it, he called to her and said, By the way, I'm hungry too. I pray thee a morsel of bread in thine hand. And this is what she said. She was Baptist. As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but I have a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. It's the baddest, it's over. We're just going to enjoy this last meal. But the prophet has something to say about it. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake. See, the man of God represented God. He is speaking on behalf of God, and he was saying, Make mine first. Now, at first when I read that, I said, How dare he? It's a widow, man. And you know what? In our modern day, oh, it's just another preacher want money. Because there are so many like that. See, don't, don't, let, don't let the charlatans cloud your mind to listen to the real ones. Make mine first. You see, there was an order there. He could have said, go ahead and make one, and if you have a little left over. But that wouldn't have took any faith. This is anointed right now because I didn't have that in my notes. This is coming from glory, y'all. And I, I hope you get this because I'm telling you, I got chill bumps on my neck. 
He could have said, he could have been a gentleman and said, go ahead and make yours first. And if you've got a little left over, if you can. But he didn't. Because God is asking for faith from his people. That's why I'm asking you, don't wait till you have a little left over to give to missions. Give it first. Give your tithes first. Give what belongs to God first. So if you make mine first, bring it unto me, and after that make for thee and thy son. Watch this, verse 14. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. Verse 15. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat. But she had to put him first. Y'all were waiting on leftovers. God's asking for your time, your talent, and your treasure because he gave you all three. And he wants some of it back. Not because he needs it, but because he wants you. God didn't need Isaac. He wanted Abraham. But he knew if he got Isaac, he had Abraham. God did not need this woman's meal. He had enough. He wanted her. Does God have you today? Have you heard enough today to commit and say, I'm going to put him first from now on? I'm going to put him first in my priorities. I'm going to put him first in my plans. I'm going to put God first in my life. Have you heard enough yet? Because if you hadn't, I don't really know what else to say. Because God deserves first place. In the beginning, and not, if, it was just, if it was just that he deserved it, I might could just a little bit understand your reluctance. But when a reasonable God proposes, if you will do this, then I will do this. How do you refuse? Well, how if I give this to God, how am I going? Because he's going to keep giving back to you. God's not going to be mocked. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you sow sparingly, you shall reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you shall reap bountifully. We use that verse for sin, but he's talking about giving there. In other words, God's not going to let anybody say that he owes them. Because when you give with your hand, he's going to give with his hand. Little Johnny was in the supermarket. Staring at the gumball machine. Or the gumballs, the little jar of gumballs there. Boy, he was just staring, longing, and lusting after them. Say amen, Johnny. Amen. And, and the store manager come by and said, go ahead, son, get your hand full. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't even move. His mama said, sir, he let you get you some, Johnny. He wouldn't move. Store manager just got frustrated, reached down there and got him some, and Johnny opened up his shirt. When they got outside, his mom was frustrated, said, Johnny, why didn't you grab them? He said, his hands was bigger than mine. <laughs> you know why your cup's going to run over when you give? Because his hands are bigger than yours. 
There's going to be folks that leave here under conviction and mad. And you'll never get any better because you're choosing to deny the Word of God. But some of y'all are going to believe this and your life will never be the same. You're going to see God move in your life. You're going to see God answer prayers. You're going to see God provide and put places. You're going to come to me, and I want you to because I'm going to record them because I need to see God answer prayer. I need confidence in my heart and faith. I need my faith built every day of my life. I want to keep answering. And, and Listen, I need, by the way, I need 100 people with problems to show up Wednesday night and let's pray for them. We have got an awesome prayer meeting every Wednesday night. We, we, we may sing a little worship song and, and I'll give a really short Bible lesson and we come and pray. And boy, God's answering prayer. And I need some folks with some big problems. Don't get no little sissy problems. We don't have a little sissy God. We got a big God. So we need some big problems because we have a big God. You know, you don't, you don't, you know, little, little bitty prayers. No. We want some biggins. How many of y'all believe we have a big God? I want to show my kids that we have a big God who can solve big problems. Church, say amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, in Jesus' name, God, we got to put you first. God, we got to put you first. We got to seek you first. This is the invitation, Father. I, I said what you wanted me to say. I said what you wanted me to say. Now, God, it's up to them. Will they commit today? Will they commit today to put you first? I know in reality where we all are, people. 